0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Ephesians. Today's episode 615. Looking at Ephesians chapter 2 verses 13 through 18. Let's read a passage. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who made both groups one, and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his flesh. He made no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations, so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Paul's writing this letter from imprisonment in Rome. He has a history with the church in Ephesus. He was there for nearly three years on his second missionary journey. But it's been a few years since he's been there. And he's writing this letter to encourage them. So he began with recounting what God has done through election redemption, and the promise of the inheritance. He had a hymn of thanksgiving, of praise to Christ. Then chapter 2, he's talking about what it really means to be in Christ, and he recounted what the condition was of the Gentiles. Ephesus is primarily a Gentile church, and that's who he's really addressing are the Gentiles here. He talked about the fact that they were excluded from the things of God. God had revealed himself to Israel. God had spoken through Israel. God had entrusted his word to Israel. And the Gentiles were excluded from that. But then he begins in verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You were excluded from the things of God as a Gentile. That was then. This is now. But now, it's different. And what's different? Christ. You who are far away. Well, who was far away? Gentiles were far away. It was common in the writings of the rabbis. Was The Gentiles were far away. Far away from God. And so, Paul's using that language here. They were far away from God. But now, they've been brought near. And what's brought them near is the blood of Christ. That Christ has made it possible for anyone to have a relationship with God. And it wasn't obvious to the Jews right away. It wasn't until God revealed that to them through the ministry of Philip when he was seeing the the Samaritans and then Gentiles. And when Peter had the encounter with Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, then with the goings-on in Antioch, where Barnabas was sent to investigate, got Paul involved. That's where God himself revealed that Gentiles also could come to Christ. Verse 14. For he is our peace, who made both groups one, and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. A statement, for he is our peace. Many translations say He himself is our peace. That's where the Greek language, like many languages, don't require an object in a sentence. You don't have to say, he is our peace. You just say, is. And the is is conjugated in the third person singular, and so there's an understood he. When the he is added, that's called being emphatic make an emphasis. And so here, it, the Greek isn't just is our peace with the is in the third-person singular. It adds a specific he, or be translated himself. So it's the emphatic, and that's where many translations say he himself is our peace. Those that have he himself, that's the English Standard Version, the New American Standard, the New International Version, those that just say he is... Christian Standard, the King James, the Revised Standard, so many are in both camps. It's added for emphasis, but we lose that emphasis in English, and that's why many of the translations say, he himself is our peace. Now notice it says he is our peace, not he made peace, or he proclaimed peace, or he brought about peace, but he is our peace. And so it's really bringing it to to him personally as the one who brings about peace. Our common faith in him and that change that brought about in us is what brings about the peace. And the peace he's talking about is twofold. It's peace with God. Because remember, we were enemies of God. And so, as Paul said, while we were still enemies of God, Christ died for us. So it brought about peace with God. But the context here he's really pushing here is the peace among ourselves, specifically between Jews and Gentiles. So he made the peace with God and he made peace between the people of God. So he is our peace who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. Well, what's the dividing wall of hostility? That boundary between Jews and Gentiles. And the biggest boundary was, it was on the Jews' side, because they had been taught all along that they were to remain separate, that they were distinct, different from everybody else. And the purpose of that was to show everyone else that it's something different to be in a relationship with God. But now that Gentiles can become followers of Christ, there's no longer a barrier, because they're both part of the, the same group. So this Dividing wall between the Jews and the Gentiles has been eliminated in Christ. So, continuing in verse 15, in his flesh he made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations. That's the saying, he basically has done away with the Mosaic law. Not the moral implications of the law, of what is good and what is bad but the ceremonial requirements, the dietary restrictions, the calendar restrictions, all those things that made them so distinct from the world around them. And continues, so that he might create himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. So he's taken Jews who've become followers of Christ, Gentiles who've become followers of Christ, and now turned them into something different. We call them Christians. So there is no longer this dividing wall. They are one. There is now peace. Verse 16. He did this so they might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. So Before he was really emphasizing the peace between Jews and Gentiles. Here he's emphasizing the peace with God. Point being that if Jews are brought into a state of peace with God, Gentiles are brought into a state of peace with God, then there is naturally peace between the two. So reconcile both to God. Reconcile is a great word here. I love the word reconciliation. We're talking about coming to Christ because we're separated from God. There's a damaged, broken relationship. And reconciliation speaks to the fixing of the relationship to make it whole again. So both need reconciliation. The Jews need reconciliation. The Gentiles need reconciliation. And Christ made it possible for this reconciliation. And it says he put the hostility to death. There's the language of death there because of his death. So just as we die to sin because of Christ's death on the cross, so this hostility also dies. Verse 17. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. The far away, he used that language back up in verse thirteen. Far away are the Gentiles; the near are the Jews. And so, the gospel is preached to the Gentiles; the gospel is preached to the Jews. Both need the gospel. In verse eighteen, for. Through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So this whole thrust here is showing that there's no longer this separation between Jews and Gentiles. Who are Christians? For the non-Christians, yeah, there's still a big barrier. There's still this big wall between the Jews and the Gentiles. But for those who've come to Christ, oh, that wall's been broken down. That hostility's been broken down. There is now peace and unity between followers of Christ. So as you're accounting here for the Gentiles, yeah, you used to be excluded from the things of God, but no longer because of Christ, you have now been brought in to the family of God. And there's no longer hostility between Jews and Gentiles who are in Christ. Because to be brought into a state of peace with God means you're brought into a state of peace with anybody else who's at a state of peace with God. So to be using Paul's language in Romans of adoption, if you've been adopted by God, I've been adopted by God, then that brings us into a state of peace with one another. We're now spiritual siblings in the family of God. And there's no room for any hostility or lack of acceptance of one another if we are both adopted by god thanks for joining me join me again next time as we did you working through ephesians